Hello and welcome to another Book on the Shelf podcast. I'm Jen. And I'm Jet. We started a book club, but we never talked about the books, so we decided to start a podcast so that we could talk about the books. Our book club was about reading new books and new genres, kind of getting out of our comfort zone of reading, which in turn we would use as research for our writing, since both of us are writers. We are back with episode 26 after we've just did some quick, quick internet, out. <laughs> internet research on ourselves. <laughs> uh, today we are going to be talking about Paper Houses by Dominique Fortier. I'm assuming it's fairly en français. Um, and if you hear some muffling right now, it is our podcast helping us out. <laughs> she is very highly involved in this podcast. <laughs> Uh, this was an advanced reading copy yeah. that we got from Coach House Books. Which is a local Toronto publisher. Yes. In my head, they're like super gigantic, but apparently they're not. No, they're pretty small. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. But, so that's really exciting. Check out all their books. And ugh, as the podcast is trying to destroy our studio of my computer and a blanket. Uh, <laughs> Super fancy setup. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so why don't you tell us a little bit about Dominique Fortier? Yeah, so she is a Canadian novelist and translator from Quebec who has won the Governor General's Award for French language fiction um, at the 2016 Governor General's Awards for her novel Au Peril de la Mer. Sounds pretty My good. My French to me. accent is fantastic, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, it was good. That's good. Um, so this novel, novel, book, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was translated by Rhonda Mullins, and it is a whimsical and misanthropic imagining of Emily Dickinson's life. Which is, it was, we're going to get into this, but like, we I will. just yeah. freaking love this book. Yeah, it was really good. I also really <laughs> liked it. It was really fantastic. But yeah, so it focuses on her childhood, the different homes she lived in, relationships, and her sort of slow creep into being a recluse. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I guess let's just kind of dive in. We have a few little things quoted there, but mm-hmm. let's talk about this book. Let's. It was so yes, good. I know. It was so good. But I mean, to sort of go back to the, is it a novel? Just because the structure of it is really interesting and not what you normally see in a novel. Also, it's quite short. So, is it a novella? I guess so, yeah. Because it's all, it's almost like little, little vignettes. Yes, that's exactly, yeah. This is exactly how I want to write everything and read everything in my life. But, like, nothing's longer than a couple of pages, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Each like section. this one here is like barely three pages, mm-hmm. and that's really like two and a half, and there's kind of and it's still a broken big up a bit. <laughs> indent. And yeah. Stuff, yeah, but it's beautifully written. Well, and I think this kind of dives in a little deeper, but as she as it's going on, and they're talking about how Emily's writing her poetry just on little scraps of paper and like mm-hmm. ripping off part of like the flower bag and that kind of stuff. That's sort of how I saw it. Oh yeah, I can see that. And they talk about where she's like collecting them all, where you know where oh, she had it all laid out on her floor and that. collected it into different little things. 
that's how I was seeing it. Was yeah. just as these little it's tiny. Totally, what that's like because it is almost. It does almost even have a feel of like little bits collected into a. Yeah, it's all the bits that you would, as we both know, with receipt paper. Yes. <laughs> Yes. When you're working somewhere, hashtag espresso bar, and like yes. always the espresso bar, <laughs> you're writing those little couple sentences, maybe a paragraph, shove it somewhere, do it, and it's all those little bits that then, in theory, you're supposed to turn into this full, properly right, like structured thing, but it's not. You know, it there's gaps, there's little bits. Some of it's just like two sentences, but it completely worked. Oh, it totally works. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. That was great. I didn't know anything about Emily Dixon, Dickinson going into this. Yeah, I, I knew Aside very from the, like, pretty sure that, like, she had killed herself. Or whatever. Yeah. Did she? I can't remember. I thought so. Didn't she? I don't know. <laughs> now I'm not sure. Isn't that... That's what I thought. Oh, my goodness. We should, <laughs> we should clearly know this since we are We're going to quickly go this. this. Well, and that's sort of what it felt like at the end. What did I thought she did? Maybe that was just my own, like, confusion as to who she was. She was 55 when she died. This is the moment in the podcast where we're researching stuff that we should have researched before. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I can't. Or is it, like, unclear? Find anything. I'm also, like, really quickly Squirreling on Wikipedia yeah. right now, so like, we'll figure that out. Put that in the show notes. Yes, we will. But in my head, that's what happened. But other than that, and that she, in theory, wrote poetry, I knew absolutely nothing. I didn't realize that she lived in Massachusetts. Yay. I didn't realize that. No. I didn't know. You could have told me she lived in England, and I would have been like, sure. But now I'm definitely intrigued, and I kind of want to read things. Yeah, I did. I meant to actually. Going back to having done a little preparation for this episode, <laughs> other than reading the book and really loving it, um, I did mean to go back and, like, look up some of her poetry, mm -hmm. and then I just didn't. <laughs> Whoops. It's, I was going to say it's been a summer, but then yeah. I got distracted, because that's I feel like the only thing I really knew about her was that, like, that she kind of was a recluse, and that she was just this kind of, like, goth child. <laughs> Yeah. Before goth was like <laughs> a thing. Yeah, maybe she just like died. I think she did. Of like a vague illness, it seems like. Hmm. Bright's disease? Random. What is Bright's disease? Some sort of kidney disease. Yes. <laughs> but either way, I mean, she seemed a little recklessly emo to the point where oh, yeah. she may have done something. Anyway, apparently she did not, so fully for her. <laughs> she just died a natural death. Yeah, you know, that's cool. But yeah, and like now, this the way this is, it's like fiction, obviously. Yes. But clearly pulled from real events, the small mm -hmm. little bits of history that the author was able to find. Yeah, like letters and stuff. And then kind of made up from there. But I felt like I was absolutely right in there with her. Yeah. If this isn't actually Emily Dixon, whoever it is, like, I was sold. I was in. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. It was really, really good. <laughs> and, like, written so, like, like, kind of poetically, mm -hmm. but still, like, in a prose way. 
Yeah. Enough that I was like, man, I wonder what reading this in original French would be like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that I would understand any of it if I read it in French. I can't really speak French, but I would be able to read it enough. I'm mean, not to get enough out of it as I yeah. got right now. Yeah. But I would absolutely be able to, like, at least know what's going on. Yay for high school French in Manitoba. See, that's the worst part. I did take high school French, and I still... But Manitoba's the second most populated. True. Yes. Yes. But I also did all of my grade 12 French by the end of grade 11, so it's been a while. Yeah. But, like, every time we go to Quebec to see my family, and we're walking somewhere, and I'm with all of my completely bilingual cousins... The strangers always come up to me and ask for directions, and I know Why? exactly, and I know exactly what they're saying, but I can't answer. Oh no! So then I'm always like turning to like one out, like one cousin or one cousin's wife, being like, "This is what's happening. Can you tell them that they have to go over there?" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know a little bit of French. I'm underselling my French abilities a little bit, but I certainly cannot speak it in any yeah. manner. So it's called Paper Houses, and at first I was like, okay, what's that about? But on, there's a lot of talk of, like, the houses that they lived in, Mm -hmm. and, like, locations, and then also the flora and fauna, or whichever one plants are. Plants. Flora. Thanks. Sounds like they both should just be plants to me. And I understand that one of them's not plants, and I don't get it. (laughs) But... And in a really interesting way, so they're always talking about where they live, what type of house they live in, and then how on maps they would, map makers would put, like, fake little towns on a map so that then if someone else showed them a map, they could be like, that's a fake map because that was the city that I made up. Yeah. And they were called paper towns. And then kind of by the end, it loops it around to her living in, like, a paper house with all of her different family members that had also passed away and, like, her yeah. nephew and stuff like that. And it was, it ended up being actually this, like, super nice, like, I don't know how to describe it, but <laughs> I thought it was cool. Yeah. I thought that was really cool just about the paper towns in the first place because I mm-hmm. didn't realize that was a thing anyone was ever doing. Yeah. But pretty cool. So many people in her life died. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's, just... like... People in everybody's lives die, but, like, when she was really young. Yeah. Her cousin. Her cousin? Cousin slash best friend. Yeah. Something. And then her nephew was not very old when he died. Yeah, he was super young. Which I guess, you know, that's what happens when you live in 18, whatever whatever year she was living in. (laughs) And then just, like, her dad eventually dies and her and her sister are taking care of her mom mm-hmm. who I think eventually dies and then like yeah there just seemed to be a lot of that around her yeah which kind of all sort of starts to make sense with reading like because it's the book split like partially not like from her view but from someone like omnisciently watching her yeah. or something but then also to like, this narrator character that I was sort of reading as if it was... As if it was the, the author. author. That was sort of how I was reading it, too. 
And especially because, like, the author, too, was talking about how they lived in Montreal, but then moved to Boston, and then, the and, like, in Montreal, yeah. and, like, had that kind of... So in my head, I was just assuming that that's what it was, and she also really wanted to learn about Emily Dickinson, and, like, was talking about how she didn't want to go to the house, and was should she go to the house, or, like, stay mm-hmm. in the places, and... It's definitely blurring a line between, like, fiction and biographical slash autobiographical. And I think that's what it was part of that, too, was that I just, I figured that the narrator was the author, just in the way that I was reading everything related to Emily as fact. Right. Or, like, yeah, yeah, like, historical biography, this is what happened, this was a real thing about her, like, only ever getting white dresses and... Yeah. (laughs) The little... And I loved the bit um, where they're pressing flowers in the different books in her dad's library or whatever. Yeah. And he's, he's <laughs> telling them to put them, like, somewhere that you'll... Remember. Yeah, like, using years or something, I guess, based on, like, historical books or... Well, yeah, and just, something. Kind of, she's and, like, just sort of tucking Putting it, in. you know, in a way of, like, if it starts with a T, put it with a T or, like, whatever. Yeah. And she's just doing it completely... Yeah. Whatever. Which was great. And then how, because, like, then the narrator was talking about, what was it, what were they calling that book of her plants? Um. Because it, it sounds like it exists. Yeah, I don't remember. At Harvard or something. Yeah. But, like, you can see, co- like, copies of it, but not the original, because it's, yeah. like, obviously so fragile, because it's hundreds of years old with dried plants, dried, dried plants inside it. Like, that just sounds so interesting to me. Right? Also, as you may know, I may enjoy Boston and things related to Massachusetts. In a way that, like, Genevieve might like Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) So as soon as that two part, like, then I was just, like, double sold. And they were, like, when the narrator's talking about stuff in Boston, I was like, oh, I know that. Oh, so, like, next time we go to Boston, we're gonna go check out and find Emily Dickinson's, like... Yes. You need to go to Salem Plant and then book. to Emily, yes. Do all the Emily Dickinson things. Done. Which also I just loved the way she was sort of putting together this compendium of, like, plants. Yeah, it imme- right? immediately made me want to, like, press flowers. and <laughs> Same. Same. I had a flower press when I was little. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that that was a real thing. I just yeah, I was assuming you got your wax paper presses. from your granny and put it. In I mean, I did that as well. But then I think we I don't know. It was probably from like Michaels or something. Yeah. It was just like pieces of wood, and then I think you still had to put wax paper in between them. Um, yeah, and then it had like little, like screws. Yeah, like the little wing nut. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. screws. <laughs> Is that what they're called? The one, yeah, the, one the yeah. little wings. Yeah, so that you could loosen them and tighten them as you needed. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened to all those pressed flowers, but <laughs> they're stuck in a book somewhere stuck that someone somewhere, will find. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought it was pretty cool, especially because I'm obsessed with plants and <laughs> yeah, and it definitely the book definitely paints Emily in this sort of obviously like reclusive, but kind of witchy emo like yeah I feel like she was kind of that original witchy emo girl she really was which I didn't realize and then now I'm all like why are we not reading her stuff like I should have been (laughs) on this so long ago (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, like, you kind of get the sense that she was a little bit of a weirdo compared to everybody else. Yeah, definitely compared to everybody else. And she was also, you know, like, she kept sending her poems to places and, like, she was almost... I couldn't really tell if she for sure was published or not before. I don't think she was. Neither could I. But she also, like, seemed like she didn't want to be. Right? Because there's one, like, that one guy came, like, to the house and she didn't even open the, her no, door, she, like, like, he, like, had to, like, room, right? stand outside, and they <laughs> talked about it, and, you know, just, yeah, it was just all these, like, weird little things like that, it was so interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely super interested in learning more about her now. Oh, yeah, do not publish, Higginson told her, after reading her poetry, <laughs> and this advice, which would dismay many, delights her, publish, for what? She does not want to, and has never wanted to make books, which are heavy, eternal, smelling of cigars, and stuffiness. The few poems she has dispatched into the world have appeared on flimsy sheets of newspaper, which only live one day ephemeral. <laughs> right? Oh, the herbarium. That's what her book is called. Oh, yes. Which goals? I want to make a herbarium. And every, even all of her poetry seemed sort of flora and fauna, plant, insect related. Yeah. Because that's kind of all she, if this is somewhat true-ish, that's what it seemed like. She was, yes, she was at home with her family and would bake bread and her, her and her sister yeah. would take care of her mom, but it was just her kind of alone seeing the, you know, bugs flying out the window or collecting plants and flowers and just yeah, existing on her own like that. Yeah, she seemed very content on her own. is also something I can relate to. <laughs> I was like, yeah, girl, you're fine on your own. You got this. <laughs> but her sister never married either, did she? Not officially, but she definitely had like, oh, yeah, a that's friend. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That she would walk over her to in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely, like, married, I think. Yeah. He seemed to be. I, yeah, I think so. I don't know. Something was... But Something then also, was wasn't her brother having an affair with somebody who was not his wife? Yes. Yeah. And then that kind of created, like, family stuff, because then they had, like, the two houses next to each other, which also was a lot of... Yeah. Again, because they just talked so and much his, about... these. his like, wife was a really good friend of hers as well. Yeah. I did read somewhere that I think there was speculation about the relationship between Emily and his wife. What was their name? Susan? Am I making that up? Or was that her cousin? 100% don't remember. Cool. Anyway. Lavinia was her sister. Yes. But that's the only one I remember. There may have been hmm. other relationships happening there. Intrigue. Yeah, they may have been lesbian <laughs> lovers. Which I feel like kind of would fit. Yeah, right? Just like in the way she describes things and talks about stuff. and. So. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read another little favorite part because yes. it's so good and I happened to open a page on it. And it kind of has to do with that, about how we were just talking about how she had, like, random pieces of paper. Uh, when her drawers start to overflow with loose poems, cinnamon, chocolate, seeds, flour, and sugar. Because earlier they talked about how everything, like, smelled like yeah. whatever had been. Emily sets out to assemble them into little books. She starts by spreading them out on her desk to see them all before her. The wooden surface is soon covered. She stands, places a few on her chair, then on the mantel, then on the floor, side by side, not touching, like, giant... Like, pieces of a gigantic puzzle. 
And then it goes on to talk about how she, like, kind of collects them in different little piles and then actually, like, sews them together with her sister's sewing kit. Before becoming a book, a, f- a word I don't know how to pronounce because I'm a grub, is an armful of healing plants. I'm just like, oh. Oh, it's a word that means pharmacy, but it's not. That's oh, what okay. This is going to be a great podcast. It's fine. <laughs> the quantity of plants one can hold in the crook of an arm with an arm resting on a hip. Yeah. Right? Yeah. An, est- an estimated 12 handfuls. That's how many little scraps of paper she had. Amazing. But then it also, there's a lot with the narrator, and she kind of seems to identify with Emily, and she doesn't really seem happy either, yeah. but then she's married, and they do have a daughter, but then they keep sort of moving around, and can't really find that one place that seems right. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I felt like there was a a much bigger connection there than just, like, someone writing about Yeah, no, her. for sure. That Yeah. Yeah, but there did seem to be, like, a like a sort of discontentedness, I suppose, from the narrator of, like, trying to, I don't know. Yeah, because, like, she was kind of looking for something, but not sure what. And I feel like both of them, they kind of had everything that a lot of people would want. Mm-hmm. You know, like, stable house, a good family, all those things, but something was missing. Yeah. But I don't feel like by the end I could tell what it was for Either Emily one. or the yeah. the narrator. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big punch for a little book. It does. I read it so fast. I know, right? It's it such a like... quick read. <laughs> also, I just wanted to keep reading it. Like, every time I picked it up, yeah. I was like, yes, yeah, more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it took me, like, two mornings or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because I even hear, like, the author, when she, they're talking about, like, leaving their house in Montreal, and one of her friends is asking, like, what will you miss most? And she said, the tree I can see from my office window, which seems like such a right an Emily thing to say now. Yeah, like, it's true. Yeah, it was just, like, the way that it was, like, descriptive and... I don't know, maybe just because Emily seemed simple, just like, not simple, simple, but in that way of, you know, she just saw what was around her and could write about that one leaf or Mm -hmm. that one tree or little thing or whatever. And that's just, you know, it, it wasn't these huge, big things. And some of the poems, they, you know, they didn't rhyme. They didn't have... No, yeah, she was... Whatever, it was just kind of this amalgamation of words that don't necessarily make sense, but Mm -hmm. came together, and she just kind of was observing the things that were around her in such a kind of small way, like just localized way, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how to add to that. (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I also really enjoyed the way, like, it almost almost functions like a book of poems as well. Like, I feel like you could open it to almost any page and just start reading it. Definitely. 
like it, it obviously still has like a like a chronology and a structure mm-hmm. that way, but you could still open it, read a section, and get something out of it. Yeah, which is really interesting. And you know, you know, like as we usually kind of talk about the writing side of things, like mm-hmm. structure and stuff like that. I mean, I hope obviously that was the point. The whole like as we were talking about like the little sheets of yeah. scrap paper of things and kind of as if it was a book of pro- poetry, just being able to open it anywhere. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that was a huge part of the point, the plan of how to... Of how to write about how to write it. Dickinson. Yeah. Yeah. In a, like, semi-fictionalized way. Yeah. Which I'm going to do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because that's what it is. Like, this was... Yeah, it was exactly as we've talked about, you know, I could read it really fast, but also just had those little bits that, like, my brain can <laughs> handle or, like, right. the way that I write with just those little bits of pieces. And it was, like, kind of a, oh, no, you could actually make something out of that. Mm-hmm. I definitely had a moment reading it where I was, like, right, so you you can write like this. You could just do this mm-hmm. as a style for a book. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be. No. A hundred thousand words. <laughs> right. Exactly. But you also can write books that are a hundred thousand words. And that's fine. And yours is going to be great. It's good, since I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's not done yet. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, I definitely felt like I wanted to get back to writing in a way that was like, oh, all those things that I like did halfway or something, if I took a little bit of this approach to it then I could go and, like, actually do that. Yeah. And it makes you feel like you could do that a little bit more with, if, like, having a journal, which I'm still terrible at keeping. Oh, right. Um, right. But if you let it be just kind of, like, little scraps like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's you know kind I of was, how I yeah. think I was reading a lot of the Emily bits was as if it was her, like, diary or journal. Yeah. Which, like, I secretly hope it was. Even though I know it wasn't, but like, yeah, just that kind of, I just want all of it to be exactly true and how everything really happened. I understand that. <laughs> Cause I just loved it so much. It's so good. <laughs> it was so good. Would you say there was, I mean, we've kind of talked about it, but like an overarching theme. Hmm. I mean, I feel like we've slightly touched on yeah, that. Yeah, like with a the little bit. Kind of. Missing something, wanting for something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can like nature be a theme? I think so. Yeah, that sounds like something they said when we were in high school, right? right? Stuff, right? <laughs> Which I mean, I think is a theme of her poetry for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and probably death a little bit. Agreed. Yeah. Would you recommend this book? Totally. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Please. Yes. Yes. Everyone read it. <laughs> when does it come out? Um, October. Just in time. Uh, not an exact date on this advanced reader's copy, not but. But yes, so. It, nothing's really spoiled. It's no, somewhat I mean, true. No, I mean, you can't really, yeah, like if you know anything about Emily Dickinson. But definitely, absolutely, go get this book. Yeah. We worked with a few publishers, and this was this was purely us reaching out 
to Coach House being like, hey, send us books. And I was just like <laughs> looking up some of their like upcoming books and said, you know, I put this one in our little email and thank you very much to James for sending it. I, yeah, at first, cause I was like, okay, fine. Sure. Emily Dixon, whatever. That can, you know, it'll be like something good to talk about, but I was absolutely not expecting this to be like my favorite book that we read this year. Yeah. And now that I've read like 15 whole books this year. Yay. Right. I yes. think it's 15. Yes. We're confirming. What was your Goodreads goal? It was 20. Okay. And because I read our current book club book so fast. Oh, right. I'm at 15 already. Nice. So I have five more to go. Totally doable. With like three and a half months. You can do it. You can do it. I've started reading Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, okay. But I feel like it wasn't quite getting in as fast as oh. I would want. But yeah, if I finish that and then like Space Opera, that's two. Nice. And then we have one one book club, so that's three. Right. So like, you know, we're getting there. But yeah, looking at looking at my Goodreads <laughs> and everything that we've read so far, even though I did read Chuck Klosterman and there was Daisy Jones, but this is probably yeah. like, if I think about it like properly and not just like, oh, Chuck Klosterman, Daisy Jones, whatever, and actually be like analytical about it, this is hands down my favorite book this year. Yeah, it's definitely right up there for me. I really liked it. Okay. Did you, were you able to find, oh, on, yeah, if you're looking for it on Goodreads, mm-hmm. I think it's just the French title? Um, concur. Or did you find an English title? Um, no, I only okay. had, like, Paper Houses, but, right. well, actually, that's uh-huh, technically, that's Paper Towns. Oh, you're right, that is Paper Towns. Oh, weird. Right? Les Villes de Papier? Yeah. I wonder why. That could just be, like, a weird Goodreads thing. But Paper Towns would make more sense. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like, the paper houses only... Because I was thinking about that the whole... as The whole time that I was reading it, that it was like, okay, they kept talking about paper towns, what it called paper houses. And it does kind of come up right near the end. But I was like, oh, yeah, I wonder why it wasn't called paper towns. And in my Except head... that apparently in French it was called paper towns. Yes. <laughs> so we have a few more questions. Interesting. I'm always very interested in how they translate French titles sometimes, because... I know enough French that I can look at a title and be like, that is not what that is saying. Well, especially, like, we're in Canada, we're a bilingual country. So many of the things that you see, like, on TV or on whatever. Well, yeah, like, even if you're, like, looking at DVDs or something. Yeah, and you can always tell, like, it's just slightly yeah. off. And you're like, and that's you're like, not that's... what that says. <laughs> not quite right. Uh, yeah. I definitely said something about paper houses in here. Didn't it? Because I was talking about her and her nephew somewhere. Yeah, I think so. I seem to recall that. it's. I feel like it's been a while. There's been quite a few books in between me reading this one and recording this episode. When even just like the very last line, in Linden, Emily comes out of her bedroom, goes down the stairs, crosses the threshold of her paper house, and goes out into the street and the noonday sun wearing a scarlet dress. This is very much like after she has died. Right. Because she didn't live in Linden. She didn't go outside. Especially in the sun, and she did not wear red. <laughs> Especially in the sun. Yeah, and in the sun. But yeah, I feel like it somewhere slightly just before this, it also kind of had like a paper house mention. Okay. But yeah, so that's very interesting. It is interesting. It's an interesting choice. It's an interesting translation choice. Mm-hmm. If anyone's listening, please comment on all of our social media and things. 
let us know if you know anything about this book or translations. Yeah. Or we're from Kotos and can give us more information. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But yeah, either way, it's a super quick read. Mm-hmm. I legit read it in like a couple of hours, like two streetcars or whatever. And Yeah, it is super quick. It's so good. It's really good. It was just refreshing to see such a different structure as well. Definitely. We're kind of at the point where, like, I don't know what else to say about the book, but, like, I just want to keep saying how much <laughs> I loved it and how good it was. It's totally that kind of book. And there's so much of that, again, I can't really explain because it was just, I don't know, I, like, felt it. I you Yeah, because you, you're very, it does really immerse you in... Yeah, you felt sort of like, like you were in the Emily Dickinson experience. Yeah, like you feel like you are in that house with her. Mm-hmm. You can see the old wood, the little dust fleckles from the sun, and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like I just exactly. It's very uh, sensory. The golden rays stream like honey through the window. I know, uh, right? The writing. Is I feel so like there was gorgeous. there's so many of those, and I didn't even write them down because it was at the point where I was just reading so fast, and every single one, every single page had something like that, that I was just like, Ugh. yeah. It's just yeah. I, I wonder if I marked anything down or not. I can't remember. I might have taken pictures of things. I've taken to taking pictures of pages in my books when I'm like, oh, that's a good <laughs> quote. It's an excellent, excellent way. Yeah, I think there's just. I was just so in it that I was like, oh, I should write this down or mark it. But then, like, I just couldn't stop to do that. I just had to keep going. Yeah. Because there was just so... There was also, yeah, just so many of them. Mother leaves, shuffling her feet, her slippers scuffing along the floor like sandpaper. That's so easy, but it's so good. Oh, there is something about a paper house here. Yeah. She has long been living... It's on page 92. Excellent. She has long been living in her paper house. One cannot have both a life and books unless one chooses books once and for all and records one's life in them. So good. Right? Oh, yeah. It's because she's, she's thinking about all the girls that she went to school with that are married now. Mm-hmm. What she wonders is where all the girls from that evening have gone. Where have their dreams gone? How can they have changed so much and still answer to the same name? Suddenly it occurs to her that all the girls are still at Mount Holyoke. If she pushed open the door to the dormitory, she would find them sitting in a circle, their eyes shining in the golden halo of the lamp. Right? (laughs) My God. It's just so... If you have feelings, if you... In my head, this is like... Sort of actually like leading into our next episode, but when I think about... About to get mauled by a cat. <laughs> Sofia Coppola. Yes. And like the Virgin Suicides or Lost in Translation and how they're always talking, like Scarlett Johansson's talking about how like girls, you know, every girl's into photography and they always take pictures of their feet and like just that sort of idea. Yeah. I feel like that's all of those girls would love this book. They would read this book. True. If you've ever been that kind of a girl who. Yeah, takes pictures of your feet and like, I don't know, is trying to, I don't know, figure yeah, things no, out. Yeah, no, I know, like, I know what you're is, saying, yeah. This it's is hard to put into words, yeah, but it yeah, really this is. is your book. <laughs> yeah. You ever read or saw The Virgin Suicides and were like, I get this? <laughs> yeah. 
you will also get paper houses. Definitely. Side note, next episode is on the Virgin Suicides yeah. book slash movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm really excited about because I've never actually seen the movie. Yeah. That, like, was my entire university experience. Nice. It's a good one. We're both just longingly looking at the book right now. Yeah, we really are. So, so just go read it. Yeah, just go read it. <laughs> um, it'll Comes be coming out, out so soon. soon. Uh, if we find the actual date, we'll update that in the show notes. Yeah. You know where to find us on all the things. Follow us on social media. Tell us about this book. If you've read it, if you've read Emily Dickinson, please talk oh, about yeah. that. We, Tell us your favorite Emily Dickinson poem. We need to know like what Emily Dickinson to read. We're at Another Book Pod on Twitter, Another Book Podcast on Instagram. You can follow us. I'm Jet Fierce, basically on everything. Jen and is Jen dot and dot tonic on Instagram. It's yeah. so good. We're on all the things. If you find the podcast, you'll find the rest of us. And I guess get ready for another slightly emo sad girl episode. Yeah. <laughs> emo sad girl <laughs> In episode. the next one, but yeah, it'll be awesome. It will. We'll see you then.